episode 15, Fireside Chat with Keen, Singles Stream Seller, part one. Welcome to The Card Diary by Hobby S. Thompson. I am your host, Denny Cards. If you're a first-time listener, honestly, I would love to know how you found me. Like, do you remember the movie Skyfall from 007 where I think Ray Fiennes or Fine, I don't know how to say his name, but he says to James Bond, what took you so long? So, (laughs) but if you've been along for the ride, this past month in June with me. Thank you so much for being with me since the beginning. I am 14 episodes in and celebrating the one month anniversary of launching the podcast, which seems like a short time. But if you're in the hobby, I think you would agree with me that time in the hobby is much different from real lifetime. For example, a week in the hobby can feel like a month mainly because so much happens. And, you know, this is just my opinion. And if you're on social social media, you know that there's something happening seemingly almost every day. And of course, there's just constant content being created and pushed out. So I'll say what I've said in the past, which is thank you for listening, because you could be listening to anything else right now in the world, but you're here with me. So if you like this, Go ahead and leave me a review wherever you get your podcasts. Hit up my socials, um, Danny underscore cards. I mean, just all that. So I feel like I got my sea legs underneath me. And it it took me a month, but, you know, I feel like I feel good. So um, direction of this podcast, we are 15 episodes in. I mean, 14, I don't know. Uh, But only two chapters into the card diary, which both have to do with BTS buying, trading, and selling. And that's mainly because I put a bunch of feelers out there for guests to discuss BTS, and they all said yes, which honestly, I really did not expect that there were going to be some no's because, you know, who wants to come onto a podcast where no one's listening? Um, But everyone said yes. So uh, when they did, I wasn't going to bump them. So I did all these interviews with uh, all these wonderful, wonderful guests. And this week's or this episode, uh, the guest is Keen, Keen K E A N E, and we talk about you know his YouTube presence and his whatnot presence. But he's a great whatnot seller, uh, single stream seller. I think that's what I'm going to call him for this. Uh, you know his his title for the podcast, and he's also a YouTube vlogger. Um, but then after Keen's guest appearance, I, I think I do want to continue the chapter monologue episodes and shine a light on other aspects of the hobby. And speaking of that, this past weekend, my family went camping without me because my back is still hurting and sleeping on a cot or the ground just wasn't going to do it for me. So because of that, I got to live the hobby S. Thompson life this weekend. Um, I streamed a little bit, you know, when I could, like I stretched my back, I would stand up and do things like that. I had my best card friend, Dave, you've heard him uh, on earlier podcasts, uh, the Rated Rabbi over my house to talk cards, uh, talk about our plan for national. I ended up buying some cards off him, which I did not expect, but I just saw cards that I really wanted. He was planning to bring them to Natty and 
uh, you know, just fund his, you know, collection and consolidation. But when I saw them, I was like, all right, well, let's talk. Like, how much are these? And it is always hard for me to transact with friends because of that money element, um, you know, it's like doing business with your friends. But he was really reasonable. Um, and, you know, we're uh, and the, the funny thing is these cards are not even for my PC or for me to flip. Uh, They're like because he he dabbles and he lives in the lane of vintage baseball and as soon as i saw these cards i'm like i want to give these cards to my parents-in-law uh the yankee cards for my mother-in-law who loves the yankees and the the dodgers cards the brooklyn dodgers cards for my father-in-law who grew up in brooklyn and loved the brooklyn dodgers when he was a kid so um and it's okay for me to say that in this podcast because they don't listen to this so it's not like i'm gonna ruin the surprise <laughs> so let's see this weekend, I also did a live, uh, an Instagram live with a future podcast guest, Andre. Uh, he's on Instagram at Cardmark Canada, and I'm comfortable saying that because I've locked him down to be a guest. And uh, the live and the podcast episode is going to be about custom card art. And I also cracked some slabs and made some fun content about that. And um <laughs> It was all silly content. Um, check my Instagram if you want to check out just some silliness. Um, and thankfully, I didn't get injured, which was really amazing. Uh, so it was just a really good hobby weekend. Uh, no shows, no like, you know, buying online. I bought from a friend. Other than that, it was like free or not free, but like, you know, like custom card art. You can cut up base cards and just have fun. Like that doesn't cost you money. I mean, you know, it costs base cards. Um, but the podcast, free, free for me to make, free for you to listen to. Um, cracking slabs, I mean, I had to have them, I guess. But again, just playing around with cards. I mean, that's kind of what it's all about. It's about having fun. So I wanted the next chapter in the card diary to be either about custom card art or subbing for grading. But the thing is, the next guest I have lined up after Keen, this individual has expertise in creating trade nights, being a show promoter. And being just an overall good card citizen of his local community. And he's also very well known in the hobby community. Uh, and so that's the little teaser. That's all I'll say for now. Just because um, we've had to reschedule and I want to make sure I lock him down. Uh, so either I record that guest episode this week and then run it later. Or I make the next chapter about trade nights and shows. Which could also be good since we have national coming up in less than three weeks at the time of this recording. Um, but the great thing about, you know, the flexibility in doing whatever I want to do, the direction I want to go with this is I own this podcast. No one is pressuring me to do anything. No one can tell me what to do. And I love that freedom so much. I think that's why I love podcasting is it's just, I don't know. I, it's fun and I can do what I want. And, uh, I get to just speak into a microphone for minutes on end and no one can interrupt me. <laughs> So, um, let's see what else before I get to the uh, our guest. I'm recording this intro in between Canada Day, which happened yesterday on July 1st, and 4th of July, which is in two days. So, yes, that does indeed mean this is a Sunday, specifically July 2nd, uh, Sunday evening. And why is that important? I think as I try to find my groove with this podcast, I just wanted to share that it's a Sunday night because 
I think the plan going forward is going to be publishing episodes Sunday night slash Monday morning for the week ahead. And if I have a two-parter, that second part to drop sometime around Wednesday evening, Thursday morning, that just allows me some time to think about what I want to say in these intros. And Sunday night is good because that means I won't be on PWCC's website looking at the end of their weekly auctions. I will very much admit that I have found myself buying more there than on other platforms in recent weeks. And this by no means is an endorsement or promo for them. Got to pay me for that, man. No, just kidding. Um, But, you know, I'm just saying that I need to do this podcast or not that I need to, but I want to do this podcast Sunday evenings. It's good. You know, the, the, the commutes Monday morning, you know, people can listen to this. So I think that I'm going to try to release them for people who, if they want to listen to it on their Monday morning commute, because that's like kind of like the worst time of the week. Right. So if you are listening to this, you know, contemporaneously or, you know, at the time that it, that it releases. So you know, uh, but yeah, no, PWCC, I got to say, they do a great job of mixing the best parts of eBay and whatnot into their weekly auctions. It's like, here's this whole week where you get to look at the cards, and then here's a time when they're all ending at the same time, and there's there's this extended bidding period where it's like whatnot, where you can, you know, just bid until, you know, the, the last person remains. There's no sniping with, like, the last second. Like, if something bids... If there's a bid, it, it it goes to the next bidding window. It, it extends to the next window. So no, I think that's a really neat way of doing things. Again, I'll stop talking about them until I get that sweet, sweet endorsement money. Um, just kidding. I'm not doing this for the money. Although I do have podcast costs, um, which I'll probably get into when I talk about podcasting and just, you know, that being another chapter episode in the future. So um, speaking about whatnot. It reminds me, let's get to this week's guest, a power seller of singles on whatnot. Again, Keen, K-E-A-N-E. And even if you don't have whatnot or don't want to buy on whatnot, I mean, he has some great vlogs, just this whole day in the life of, you know, someone who's doing this full time uh, in the business, selling cards online. And so uh, let's see. that all said, if you're listening to this as soon as this episode drops, um, you'll probably listen to this, I don't know, like Monday, July 3rd, because that's when I plan to publish uh, by. And I want to wish you and your loved ones a wonderful and safe 4th uh, if, uh, if you, well, I was going to say if you celebrate it, but if, if you're in the U.S., you're, you're celebrating it. I mean... You know, uh, if you are in the U.S., if you're the, what, 83% of my listeners who are in the U.S., you are in the best country in the world. Sorry, not sorry, Canada and Germany. And also sorry to the country where I was born, Korea, South Korea. But no one from Korea is listening to my podcast, so you're not going to hear this anyway. Um, Be safe with the fireworks or, or maybe even better. Just enjoy other people setting them off save your fingers save them for cracking slabs and if you uh follow me on instagram and been watching my content about cracking slabs you'll you'll get that uh joke or comment so all right i'm done with this intro have a wonderful fourth have a great time listening to keen so without further ado
Okay, we're going to jump right into it. Like Keen said, welcome to The Card Diary by Javi S. Thompson. I am your host, Denny Cards, and you are listening to the fastest growing podcast in the hobby, which I will claim until proven otherwise. I also have one listener in Germany, so danke schön to you, my good card friend. Um, early on in my podcast, which is only, which really has only been around for a month, I talked about how I used to sell on whatnot, and that I wanted to bring an expert to come and talk about it. So I really could not think of anyone better than one of the most successful, entertaining single streamers out there on the platform, and that is Keen. Welcome to the show. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Like being, I love being here, man. Thank you. So I got to say right off the top, you were, I know I only have an hour and I know for my other guests, I've gone longer than that, but to, I'm going to take, I'm going to make the most out of this hour. And I got to say, like I, I asked you before we started, before I hit record, um, you know, you want to warm up a little bit and you were just like, no, I'm like, let's just go. And I'm just like, oh, that's awesome. You're just like, you're like Steph Curry. You're like, uh, you don't even need to warm up and shoot those uh, shots from like the tunnel and like uh, from the stands. Right. Just from the hit, man. We just jumped into oh, it. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. So I got to say, uh, you saying you're from the Bay area and like, like in Curry and, you know, being from California, mm -hmm. uh, if I can name the five places, my first five guests were from, they were from California, California, mm -hmm. then Chi town slash Illinois, then Virginia and New York. But those two in Virginia, and New York, they both had pets named Cali. And so we just have to bring it back to Cali. So you know that song. I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. Exactly. So thank you so much for being on the show. So um, I don't have a bio for you, but I know some about you because I've watched your content and it's terrific. Uh, okay. if, is it okay with you if we kind of cobble together your bio like on while recording and just kind of like I'll throw some numbers at you and you just tell me if it's true or not, things like that? Absolutely, yeah. All right, awesome. So this is all you know, research that I did or like watching your content on YouTube or Instagram. So you have 22,000, almost 22,000 subscribers on YouTube. Is that right? That is correct. Yes. And you had your latest, your latest video uh, about being scammed out of like a thousand dollars. I had like 7,000 views. Correct. That is awesome. Uh, you almost have 5,000 followers on Instagram. Correct. Yeah. Uh, you recently made a post that in the just in one quarter, the first quarter of 2023, in three months, you spent six figures on cards, $116,000 if I round up. Correct. And if 7-Eleven is open for business, are you? <laughs> yes, that is correct. If 7-Eleven and CVS are open for business and they're working, then so am I. There you go. CVS too. Oh man, that's, that hits too close to home. Cause I've been there way too often recently due to uh, fan, uh medical stuff. Um, uh, plus or minus five Ikea bags in your house. Minus. Minus. Oh yeah. man. I thought it might be more. That's a, I, I thought that was a pretty decent number. How many number, how many uh, bags do you have? Three. I should have more, but I've lost the others. I should we'll have number five. Um, in case we don't get to that, I wanted to say when you stream and you're and you're shipping out, you put just a insane number of packages into these huge IKEA bags, right? I mean, that's how successful your streams are on whatnot, right? Correct. Yes. Um, and because I did delete whatnot, I wasn't able to check this out. Um, how many like followers do you have on whatnot? Uh, I think I just hit eleven thousand. Wow, that is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh. So, so those are the stats, but of course we're not just numbers or human beings. Mm -hmm. Um, before we get into selling on whatnot and all that, um, 
take as much time as you'd like to kind of like tell us your origin story, you know, like um, collecting in the past or, you know, the current, the evolution of yourself. Um, just go ahead, please. Yeah. So, um, I mean, people always ask if I got into collecting in the 90s and uh, I mean, early on. I mean, I was never really a collector. I mean, back then during like the junk wax era, everybody just had a pack of cards. You know what I mean? So I had a little bit too, but it wasn't really until 2019 that I really got reintroduced to it. But at that point, it wasn't so much of a, a, a full-time job. It was a buy and invest type thing because cards were on the on the boom upwards, right? So uh, 2019, I was, you know, had a couple cards and then 2020, of course, happened, the pandemic happened and then everything just kind of went crazy as did all, you know, industries. And then uh, it was, a, it became a, 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 a buy, a, a buy, a hold and appreciation with cards, right? All the investors were doing, everybody was doing very well in everything, whether you went to crypto, whether you went to uh, watches, whether you went to sneakers, whether you went to sports cards, even vintage clothing, uh, everything went kind of crazy. And then, every, of course, that, uh, that that all normalized. And now here we are, we go into 2021, 2022, 2023. And 2022, I'm unhirable. You know what I mean? I made a shirt about it. Uh, I, uh, I I made a post. Uh, I think it was early 2022. I was at a crossroads. I was like, okay, either I'm going to do sports cards full-time, reselling full-time, or I'm going to go back and get a job. And I applied to like 50 places, 60 places, and they all said, thanks, but no thanks. You're great. Thanks, but no thanks. Or they didn't reply at all. Um, I got one interview, I think. Um, I even went to go, wanted to, you know, I was even trying to be a bartender somewhere because that's what I used to do in a past life. I could even get a call back. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right, I guess it's going to be, I got to figure it out. You know what I mean? And then uh, that's why I made that post. Uh, if you go back to my Instagram. I made 20 t-shirts and I printed a, uh, a one of those job rejection letters on the t-shirt. And that's actually, it's still, the job rejection letter is still actually my my uh, my my iPhone lock screen, home screen, just to remind myself about where, where I was a year and a half ago and where I am now and why I don't want to go to that position ever again, why I want to keep on grinding as hard as humanly possible every single day. And uh, that's where I'm at right now. Um, sports cards are a full-time job. Um, content creation uh, i'm gonna pick it back up so that's gonna be another full-time job and um yeah that's that's my origin story I'm, I'm doing what i love for a living and i love every second every second every day every minute of it that is awesome so you're kind of like michael jordan you you get fueled by rejection you're just like i get cut from the high school team i'm gonna like just dominate the nba yeah right, I, get, I get very uh petty um i won't say michael jordan <laughs> but i mean like I, I just get i get very petty like um the, the the job rejection letter like that's that that's like fine um you know it people run a business or whatever so i you just had to use that as fuel but even things like if you like if if you go back a year from that uh, uh 16 months ago when i really got started in sports uh, you know into flipping sports cards i didn't have much money so i would go to you know i tell all the young kids this i would go to card shows yeah. and i would buy value boxes of cards that didn't even yeah. look as nice as this mm -hmm. They were they were court, they didn't even have penny they didn't even have top loaders they were penny sleeves so I yeah. I negotiate you know two hundred dollars to buy a thousand cards that nobody wanted mm -hmm. but if you sell them on eBay um, it, you know what I mean if you sell them on eBay you can get you can turn twenty five cents twenty cents into a dollar into two dollars mm -hmm. so I always tell people that like uh, what do you do with sports cards look it's gonna be hard for you to find a two hundred dollar card and sell it for two thousand dollars it's easy for you to buy a whole box of 20 cent cards and one of those happens to maybe be worth ten dollars 
Now imagine if you do that 10 times over, 100 times over, you just, if you can put in the work and you can become efficient enough, you've done, you found that $200 card and made $1,000 out of it. Does that make sense? You do it in, in volume. Um, and in terms of, to circle back of why I'm so petty, people used to clown me saying that I'm like, oh, now, you know, you, you, you're such a, you know, you're, you're buying all this trash. You're such a low end flipper. You're such a that. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then you fast forward 16 months later, I'm buying $1,000 cards, about $5,000 cards to all those people that was talking. I'm spending more on shipping supplies than they are on cards. You know what I'm saying? So I, I love it, man. Like people like my, my friend just told me something this morning, man. Like he said, uh, um, my mentor, actually, he said, you know what? If, out of all the hundred people in the world, hundred percent of people in the world, 10% are going to love what you do, no matter what. 80% you have to convince mm -hmm. 10% are going to hate you no matter what you do. Right. I remember I was giving car free cards away to kids on YouTube and then I was getting hate over it saying that all oh, those cards are no good. They're this, you're just giving trash away. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, you know what I mean? So I just thrive on that stuff because you can't make everybody happy. And I'm just like, I love it, man. If somebody says something like, man, please keep it going. I love it. Like people have no idea how much I I'm, maybe I'm just that petty, but that's how much it motivates me. You know what I mean? And I need that. I need that every single day because like there's no I have no boss right now. Like I have no, 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 you know, I mean, like no, no, uh, no, no boss, no manager, no company is giving me quarterly agendas, uh, yearly agendas, daily goals, yearly goals. I, it's all me. You know what I mean? So if, I, if you guys if I could get motivation that way and keep going, you know, what's wild to me is it's clear to me with you giving your time today. And this is actually my first afternoon, uh, you know, uh, stream yard chat. Uh, the other ones have been like late into the evening nice. is uh, time is money to you. I mean, it's clear to me you're, you're very like efficient and, and effective. And I really appreciate that. But the I guess I, I wasn't planning to go here, but since you opened a door with regards to low end flipping, mm -hmm. yes, it's true. You, you can grind it out, but that grind, it takes so much time, right? I mean, like it's so much quicker. It may not be as easy, but it's so much quicker to flip, you know, a three figure card into like, you know, more profit, like gross profit margin versus like, you know, grinding it out with the dollar cards. But that's where you like cut your teeth, though. Absolutely. That's where you learn where like, OK, I mean, so so it does take a long time, but it's all about becoming more efficient with the process. If I told you that I could list 100 raw cards a day, that sounds crazy, right? But I could do it. I could do it in an hour and a half. Yep. You know what I mean? So yep. there's a way to do it. Am I going to say it? No, because I think people have to learn those things. It's, it's you know what I mean? Like, and I think that even if I told people, 99% um, of the people wouldn't even follow through with it. You know what I mean? So it's the people that can find out how to do that quickly. Because the information's out there on YouTube. Yeah. Um, some, you know, you know, you just do a quick Google search. How do you list 100? How do you scan 100 cards in a day? How do you take a mm -hmm. photo of 100 cards within an hour? It's yeah. out there. But, you know, do people want to do it? <laughs> Yeah, no, actually, my my third guest, uh, the, the his name is Nick Sostak. He sold, uh, he bought and sold a million card collection, not million dollar card collection, but a million card collection. And, you know, he and I talked a lot about eBay. So for folks listening to this uh, episode, um, I would, you know, recommend them go back to, I don't know what episode number it is, but it's the million card man is the nickname I had for him. Actually, I do want to ask you because I do try to have nicknames for each guest. Yeah. Um, I, I can't, I don't have a really good one. Like I love someone talk to Keen, but that's like, that's your brand and it's, that's your catchphrase, which I want to talk about in a second. Cause I feel like you've shortcut so much of my questions that I wanted to ask already, just in you answering, just, in, just in you talking. I feel like, 
you've uh i can cross out like several questions that i had for you uh because you're so good at that but um what what should i call you in this podcast eh, keen is good keen nothing no <laughs> nickname should i just say keen no nickname yeah <laughs> real well, real name real name no gimmicks no <laughs> So here's the thing. Um, if you just Google Keen, you know, like it's and, and it's K-E-A-N-E. And for people who click on the podcast title, they'll they'll already know that. But in YouTube, like it would bring up some band or whatever. But your brand and your name, it's someone talk to Keen, right? That's mm -hmm. what they should put in to find you. Correct. And then under and I will put this in the show notes, but in Instagram, your Instagram handle is K-E-A-N-E underscore, right? Correct. Okay. So your catchphrase, someone talked to Keen, makes me think about a catchphrase that I came up with uh, mm -hmm. and no one else ever can say it in the world because that's how it goes. We all know. Uh, and is and that's we all start at zero. We all start at zero. And I put a mm -hmm. clap emoji in between each word. Mm -hmm. So I imagine that catchphrase resonates with you because yeah. in a way, someone talked to Keen connotes that at some point early on, people weren't talking to you, uh, mm -hmm. whether that's in a chat or eBay responses or the, like you said, these, these companies who you apply to and they weren't responding back to you, mm. but you know, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Um, yeah. the, the question I guess I have is what do you, what do you think about my very awesome catchphrase that no one else can ever say? We, what is it? We all start at zero. We all start at zero. I love it. I love it. That's the best, that, that's, that's the best way to, to look at it. Every, we all start at zero. Every journey begins with the first step. Um, it's, I love it, man. It's it's so, it's you know people it's easy for people to get daunted by the task of trying to accomplish something uh, that they want to get to uh, you know if you're going from zero to hundred they want to get to hundred as fast as possible but you got to right. start with zero and then you got to get to one and I think from what I hear and from what I see from other people uh, going from zero to one is the hardest step you know what I mean so yeah I love it. so so let's talk about so you know I appreciate you telling me about you starting off in eBay and, and buying and selling there and selling at shows. But again, I've had other guests talk about that. So what I really wanted to focus on was you selling on stream platforms, specifically whatnot. You're successful at it. I bought from you a long time before I deleted whatnot because it was getting too addicting and crazy. But when it comes to your streams, I found them to be entertaining. Mm. Uh, you don't have to buy anything. You can just have fun. You can vibe. You're just yeah. like, uh, freestyle rapping and like just having fun. It's a, it's a positive vibe. It's a fun vibe. And I give you a lot of credit, but it took you a lot of time to get to that point. I imagine again, someone talked to Keen. Can yeah. you talk, can you tell me so the, uh, so the listeners can benefit too? Like, what was it like when you first started out on whatnot? I think, uh, well, I, I guess I kind of had a leg up because I had a little bit of a YouTube following a social media following um, and a little bit of a community. So I remember the first stream we hit like 10, 15 people. Um, and it's hard. I mean, like people, people always ask, like, how do you get started on, on whatnot? And it's not as easy as just like, you know, signing up, turning on the switch, turning on the light. And all of a sudden you put a card up and it sells, right? Like if you scroll through the whatnot, live show feed you'll see people that have like one one person in the room two people in the room five people in the room um it's really tough uh i don't know if it would be i imagine it's a lot tougher now because they've let a lot more sellers come in mm -hmm. but i will say that the one tip that i have is you just have to give and this this goes with not just whatnot but this goes with everything in life you have to be able to give people value so um i remember when i first started on whatnot i was losing on a lot of cards um which is just, just the way it is. But then the thing is, if you, if I sell you a $50 card and it goes for 25, that sucks. Right. But 
that $25 is you can consider customer acquisition because you're probably mm -hmm. going to come back the next stream, the next stream after that and buy something else because you won. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, that, that's what I think, uh, not even just whatnot. I think like just car dealers in general don't understand is that other people, you can't have all the money. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't get all the money in every single deal. Cause who's going to want to deal with you? You know what I mean? Mm. Like not everybody has that many rare cards where like you can get command all the money all the time. Um, you'll see deals with me on YouTube, me and uh, other dealers. And then they give me, you know, a, a good amount of percentage. And then, uh, you know, I, I return the favor every now and again. And even in my chat, like there's in the stream, there's a lot of people that spend a lot of money. And it's like, you hear me saying, and it's not a joke to say, King, can you do X amount for this card? I said, for you, absolutely. Because you know what I mean? It's all about building relationships. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the difference between the people that are really successful. And even when you go to a, your local show, there's always somebody that ha there's always somebody that always has all the business that has somebody coming to their table all the time. Yeah. They probably have a good amount of inventory, but I think they just, are also good at just giving people a lot of value. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. conversely, then on the other side of it, there's people that uh, uh, are, have the same cards every single week because they're asking mm -hmm. all the money. They don't want to cut a deal, which whatever, right. like some don't have to do this for a living so they could do whatever they want, right? But that's just the, the dynamic of, of you know the two ends of the spectrum. I love what you said. You can't have all the money. That's so true. Uh, and, and I think just to add on to that, I think sometimes you need to take one step back to take two steps forward. I think everyone, like, you know, I, I, I'm not the best basketball player or the best basketball coach, but when I coach my kids' basketball teams, I'm like, listen, we all want to get to the rim, but there's going to be a defender there. Like, yeah. it's it's not just a layup line. Like, you're going to have someone there. So you might have to sometimes go backwards and re reset. Sometimes you have to go lateral. And, you know, the game of basketball is like, you have to be tricky almost. You have to manipulate. Uh, and I'm not saying you have to manipulate to make good deals, but yeah. it can't just be charge forward and, you know, you have an obstacle in front of you and you try to just push it over. I mean, I guess maybe football, you try to like bowl someone over and get a pancake or a block, but in right. basketball and in life, I feel like you just have to reassess. You can't, if you encounter something, you gotta, you gotta think quick and you gotta go backwards to go forward sometimes. Right. Yeah. And it's just, it's so much more than just the, the, the bottom line of the deal, right? Like who made what and how much and what, what it is. Um, maybe we'll touch on this later but i'll touch on it a little bit now sure. um like i like relationships are just like beyond beyond super important like there's a lot of videos that i do on my youtube channel where i do a deal with um uh different shops like one of them being norcal sports cards we do a, a lot of deals together and he's very they are very smart in a sense of they knew that if i come into their shop that's instant like that's damn near like a free commercial. Like, you know what I mean? Because I'm bringing mm -hmm. the camera, you're going to be on YouTube. So for them, it's like, you know, like, okay, well, this car, these cars that we could sell for a thousand, he's coming in here, he's asking for 800, he's asking for 700. We can make more somewhere else, but that's, there's value right there in building that relationship. And then now you look back, it, you know, it, it, you know, this is this, you, you look at it now and it's like, like, Damn, they got a lot of business from from you know being on the YouTube channel, from being that, all from an initial like two hundred dollar loss, you know one hundred dollar loss. A lot of people blowing up their DM, not blowing up, but hitting them on the DMs trying to do yeah. deals now, right? Right, right. Um, and then beyond that, like I went back and I've spent fifty thousand dollars with them. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because and I'm not, and I've I've tried to open the door with other shops and be like, yo, like 
you know what I mean? Can we do something? And it's like, no, because all they see is just the bottom line. It's like, all right, right then we're not we're not the type to do that. And you say like, if, if I say that now, to that looks like, oh, Keen's trying to lobby to get more deals with other shops. But if you go on if you go on YouTube, you'll see Troy Trike four one five comes to my table. He wants two hundred dollars more than I'm willing to pay, but I'm gonna pay for him because I know that that relationship is worth something. Mm -hmm. Justin Gamble Gamble comes to my table, and I tell him straight up, look, man, like you want to do a deal? Let's do a deal. And I pretty much gave him my cards at cost when I could have got like, you know, an extra $500 more, but me showing up on his channel, me building a relationship, that's worth something. That's worth more than the $200 I can get from him now. And I don't know, man, like the, the, the people call me new school, call, call, call them old school. I don't know. But the people that are kind of like about not abiding by those rules, but playing that game are, are doing really well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, again, I was running that allergies all over here in California, man. Like Paul, I got you, man. It's all good. Um, for, for those of you who are just listening to the audio, it's it, it should be totally fine. And uh, for video, all good, man. You look you look great, man. You you got your hat. I got my hat. Got my <laughs> NBA jam. This both of these dudes got traded. Hachimura yeah, and Beal. Yeah. This is this is completely a uh, vintage now. Where are you from again? I'm I'm from the I'm in the DC area. I'm in Northern right. Virginia. Yeah. yeah. I had to, God, I, I mentioned this in an earlier episode, but I had to miss the Chantilly show because uh, I had some back issues and oh, yeah. I was at CVS too much, man. So, oh, actually, let me ask you, when you were unhirable, did you did you apply to 7-Eleven and CVS? <laughs> I didn't apply to 7-Eleven <laughs> and CVS. <laughs> um, okay, so when it comes to the the stream, I mean, you, you said oh, you started yeah, with yeah, like... Let me get a tissue real quick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> filler, filler. Oh, bless you. I gotta, I gotta fill the, the, I gotta eat the minutes like the same succession. I don't know if anyone likes that show, but love it. I watched the whole thing except for the last season. My wife and I are starting from the beginning. Uh, shout out succession. Shout out the, the cult, the Culkin family, Macaulay and Kieran. Home Alone, favorite uh, movie growing up. Okay, here we go. Keen is all back. Right. I filled all the minutes, man. Uh, so. <laughs> So when it comes to the stream, like you started out with 10 to 15, which is great because I know a lot of people start at zero and one. And but the YouTube, right? I, I mean, I wanted to ask how many people are, are in your stream now, but um, maybe we talk about that a little bit. And then I want to talk to you about how you started your YouTube channel at zero, almost like the content creation side. And then we can go back to like streaming and selling. But this concept of starting from zero, like where are you at now with whatnot? Uh, as far as like how many people in the stream every now and yeah, again, yeah, yeah. Uh, I say average. I'm usually around like fifty to seventy. That's that's good. Yeah, especially when you when you do a giveaway, the 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 Givy goblins come out for that hundred dollar bill, and I love it. And then they yeah. leave instantly. So um, before we go back to whatnot, I wanted to ask um, when it comes to YouTube, like you 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 like me, like right now, I'm my YouTube presence is very minimal, at, if anything. Yeah. You start from zero too. So yeah. how did you go from, like, tell us about that. Um, I don't know. I think maybe I was just like early. Uh, I know it's kind of tough now because I see a lot of more YouTube channels popping up and it's kind of hard to uh, gain that traction. I think I was just earlier in the process, uh, but I just did have a lot of like uh, exercise with doing many, uh, you know, vlogs in general. Um, I tell the story, but uh, all of 2021, I shot and edited a vlog every single day. For all it's, it's a private vlog but then it was a whole practice of shooting every single day editing it at night and then uploading it before the next day started so that helped me get helped me get more efficient 
Uh, they helped me get more comfortable being in front of the camera. And I think that kind of translates well uh, into getting a bigger audience because, you know, if you're kind of awkward and you feel like in a shell, no one's going to really want to watch that because they'll feel awkward. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, that's another thing uh, that, that comes with it is just practice, practice, practice or repetition, repetition. Like, you know what I mean? 2021, 365 videos, 365 days. That's that you get over yourself very fast and you get over your insecurities very fast when you do that. You know what I mean? And it also makes it that much easier when you actually put a video up that people can see. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah. Dang, that's awesome. And and every four years, an extra video, 366. That's true. Year. Exactly. <laughs> don't forget about that leap year. Yeah, that's overtime. That's, that's don't, what overtime. Don't sleep on that leap year. Uh, so, yeah, recently you had a post about full-time part-time overtime uh i, I want to kind of maybe jump to that because we're just talking about time 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 yep um do you want to do you want to explain that concept or do you want me to try to cobble it together uh how about you cobble it together and then i'll i'll uh touch on top of it all right so oh man i really don't don't skewer me for getting it wrong or if i misconstrue because i'm just doing this off the top of my head but mm -hmm. you recently made a video about how important it is like you know this right now is a full-time gig to you but you mm -hmm. know there are people who are in it just you know as a as a participant as a collector mm -hmm. who this isn't their full-time thing but sure. for you for someone like you who is and i wouldn't i don't know if you would describe yourself as a industry insider but you definitely have skin in the game like you have i'm sure like you have an llc you mm -hmm. like this is your full-time thing like you mm -hmm. stream you you do all this stuff like you have to not just do this full time, but you got to put in the extra work. And I think that's what I hear from a lot of small business owners is it's great to be your own boss. It sounds magical. Wow. I don't have to uh, account to anyone. I don't have to please my boss. I just have to, I get, I get to set my own hours, but mm -hmm. in setting your own hours, if you're a small business owner, your hours might be 6 AM to midnight. Absolutely. That's it. You said it best. There's a part time, like, you know, um, like so, a lot of people want to do this as a full-time job, but only put in part-time hours, and that's just not um, not possible. Well, maybe it is, but I haven't found the formula, and I haven't I haven't seen it. I haven't talked to anybody that does. Everybody that I know that's successful at it is putting in not just full-time hours, but overtime hours. But the tri the the thing of it is, like you love the game so much, and you love the hobby so much that it never feels like work. I think you're absolutely right. It's six a.m. to twelve twelve. It's it's from waking hour to sleeping hour. You know what I mean? Like from every waking yeah. hour. There's something to do, like, um, uh, um, like, uh, you know, answering the, like the, the, the stuff beyond just, you know, selling a card or listing mm -hmm. a card. Like there's DMs that you got to answer. There's trips you got to make to the post office. There's books that need to be done. And like, if mm -hmm. I'm selling something, you know, like I, I tell my friend Davis, like if I'm selling industrial auto parts, like I'm not passionate about that. You know what I mean? I'm not going <laughs> to want to wake up and like see where the, where the, where the best industrial auto part deal is. You know what I mean? It's sports mm -hmm. cars. Like, I, I love this. You know what I'm saying? So that makes it easier. And, and I realize that like at the end of the week, I, I take a stock of my week and like, wow, I put in like 70 hours, 80 hours. You know what I mean? But it doesn't feel like it because this is what I do. This is what I love doing. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, full time, part time, overtime. You got to put in the overtime hours to treat to, to treat this like a full time job. And and so you are a solo streamer, like you don't have a team. Like I know some of these breaking teams have like multiple people who like they break. That's front of the house. Uh, to yep. me, it's almost like a restaurant. Front of the house is the personality, the person, the waiter, right? Yep. And you're the person who serves you your meal. And then you got back of the house, the kitchen, who you don't see, but they're the ones who cook your meal. In in the breaking parlance, it's more like the people who sort, pack, and ship, right? Yep. I mean, you, you don't ever know these names, but they're just as important. But 
like I think you also do some breaking. You got into that recently too, but you you do everything from soup to nuts, right? Yes, uh, solo. I mean, I'm open to the idea of scaling up, um, uh, you know, and then hiring people and, and doing more. But right now, I've, I'm like, I like, I talk about it. Like, it's all about getting efficient with the process. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's the only yeah. way you can make it really work. Like packing a hundred, like packing a hundred items. Like how much, how long would that take the average person? You know what I mean? For me, yeah. about two hours. You know what I'm saying? So, oh my gosh, like, like, super, like, quick because. Like I've I've got the processes down super efficiently. You know that what I mean? is, yeah. You and must. Uh, let's not make this into an advertisement for Rollo printer, but you must love your your Rollo printer. I imagine I, I don't want to say it's a Rollo, but your thermal printer, right? It is a Rollo, but yeah, do we like the Rollo printer yet? <laughs> so yeah, many people have the Rollo. Yeah, um, so, and and then also just in terms of like me being by myself right now, I just love yeah. the low overhead. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to pay yeah. anybody. It's just me, like. And I'm working out of the home, so I don't have to pay for our office space. So wow. you know, just just riding for that as as long as I can. When and when it's time to scale, it's time to scale. And people do say it's good good uh, good workers are hard to find, right? I mean, good help is hard to find. Like you you know these breaking teams. You know, a lot of people blame the breaker himself, and you know this isn't all about breaking and what's good and what's not because I did that in another episode. But uh, sometimes the 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 card that gets stolen is by a right? worker. It could be by someone who is never on camera. You never know who they are. It could just be like a not even a minimum wage worker who just kind of like just just pockets it and just dips out, right? I mean, yeah. but you, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, and you got to get someone. It'll, it'll tank your whole your whole brand and image, you know. Uh, exactly. For me, beyond like the bigger story beyond that is like I think you can tell from talking to me that I care a lot like about what I do, and it's going to be hard for me to find someone that cares as much as I do, mm. but won't make as much as i do you know what i'm saying and I have, <laughs> yeah. I have to like i have to come to grips with that 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 you know i'm not gonna find like another me that's gonna work like 80 hours you know a week and like do this from sun up to sundown and be ready at the drop of a hat like i wouldn't even want to do that if i didn't have my <laughs> building you know what i mean so i i gotta come to grips with that and come to terms with that but for now like i'm, I'm okay with being a, a obsessed with this by, on my own nice well